Hey, hey, mama. Welcome back to the Lifestyle Medicine Project. Y'all, and it is a project, okay? I'm learning how to do life. You're learning how to do life. We're doing the best that we possibly can, and we're doing it together. So, today, today's episode is one that's close to my heart. My, all of my episodes are close to my heart. What am I talking about? Anyway, we're talking about three easy steps that you can take today just to change your life and health and stop the cravings. Oreos, anybody? Chocolate chips, anybody? Anyway, okay, let me stop tempting you. Let's get started. Welcome to the Lifestyle Medicine Project. If you're ready to finally commit to lifelong health, feeling better, and improving your mental and physical health for good, you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Jennifer Kogel, a nurse practitioner, certified functional medicine practitioner, boy mom to three, and wife. I have a calling on my life to transform the way that you view and experience healthcare because I believe that traditional medicine is leading people astray. We don't need to give a pill for the ill. We need to empower people to have a true lifestyle transformation, both internally and externally. And most importantly, commit and be disciplined to the process. It's time for you to go against the grain to get to optimal health that is going to have you feeling incredible. I can't wait to create a true lifestyle change with you. Let's mandate vegetables and tackle this project together. Okay. So let's get into some technicalities real quick. And this may be redundant for some of y'all and this may be new for some of y'all, but y'all stick with me. Stick with me because I like to learn and I hope that you like to learn too. So what is stress? I mean, you know when you say, oh my God, I'm so stressed. But what is it? So physically, it is your body's response to challenges it faces. Whether those challenges are physical our family, our relationship challenges, sicknesses, major life changes. So stress can be mental, physical, or emotional. Okay, so there's that. Now, to help deal with stressful situations, we develop different, what we like to call coping, coping mechanisms. Has anybody ever heard of that? I have. I have some coping mechanisms. Now, examples of those would be drugs, alcohol, sex. Okay, those are the, you know, not, I mean, drugs and alcohol, not so great. Uh, comfort foods, not fantastic. Sugar, salt, exercise can be good, can be bad. Okay, so there's different coping mechanisms that we have. Now, can we just be honest and real, real quick, and acknowledge that sugar has been shown to be more addictive than cocaine? Therefore, I personally identify it as a legal drug. Now, there are many of you that will fight me on that, and that is totally fine. We are all entitled to our opinions. But personally, that's how I see it. It is a legal drug that our children and us and everybody can reach for to numb our feelings. 
Now, pleasurable foods allow us a temporary escape or an immediate pleasurable experience in the midst, in the midst of an unpleasant state. So, example, okay, my toddler's having a full body breakdown and I'm just going to be like, look at my husband and be like, okay, just give me five, give me five in the pantry. And in the pantry, I'm taking my chocolate chips and my peanut butter and I'm mixing them together and I'm eating it like a warm Oreo to numb the frustration that I feel. Okay, not the best coping mechanism, just FYI. All right, now let's break that down even more. There's two types of stress, okay? So acute stress. So for me, that would be seeing a complicated patient. For students, that may be studying for an exam. For mamas, that may be running late for school or for work. Okay, that's acute stress. That's a a short-term stressor. Chronic stress is stress over a period of possibly months and years, okay? such as being unhappy at your job or constant family issues or sickness. For me, right now, basketball and baseball season, <laughs> not really. It's a little stressful, but it's enjoyable. It's like good stress. Um, having multiple children to like juggle, whether they're toddlers or teenagers or even adult children, you know, that's just chronic stress. So... Chronic stress takes a major toll on on your health and can create an inflammatory state in our body. Now, that inflammatory state contributes to chronic disease with obesity being at the top of the list, okay? Stress affects our diet by driving our behaviors around what and how much we eat and also creates the perfect scenario for fat storage and can contribute to obesity. So, question, real quick. Have you ever noticed how you crave celery and apples when you're stressed? Yeah, no, because we don't, okay? But for real though, when I'm stressed, <laughs> the peanut butter M&Ms, call my name from the nearest DG. Like, no lie, I hear a DG. FYI, DG is the Dollar General, but I hear them calling, Jennifer, we're here to help you. Okay, stress impacts our food choices. So when we are stressed, we are more likely to reach for the comfort foods. So homemade biscuits, peanut butter M&Ms, Pringles, can't, you know, lunch pop, can't stop, whatever. We reach for these foods. And what all craved foods, what all these foods that we crave have in common or that they are hyper palatable, so they taste really delicious. They are high calorie, so give us a lot of energy to deal with the stress that we're trying to deal with. High fat and high sugar food that has zero nutritional value. So being hyper palatable, very tasty, high calorie, high fat, high sugar makes it super difficult for us to turn down, especially in those acute stress situations. Um, they do provide us a quick source of energy that our body needs to prepare for that quote-unquote fight-or-flight response. 
these highly palatable, aka taste real good foods, aka comfort foods, release a hormone called dopamine, which is our feel good hormone, and it makes us feel pretty good when we're stressed and we have that little bit of relief. And the more we seek out these foods in times of stress, the more we need to reach that feel good high, which causes us to need more and more and more because our body becomes immune to it, immune to that one Oreo. So next thing we know, we need two. And the next thing we know, we need three, um, which causes a very vicious cycle because we need it for that stress and it gives us that feel good feeling and then we feel better, but then we have a sugar crash and then we feel guilty and then when we feel guilty, we reach for it and the cycle starts all over again. So stress is a huge contributor to obesity, which makes one more at risk for heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. Think about it this way. Stress equals weight gain equals weight gain mostly in the belly, which increases your risk for heart disease and diabetes. So short-term pleasure, okay, equals long-term weight gain. All right, now, how do you reduce the stress's impact on your waistline? Here we go. This is the reason we're having this episode today. Number one, be mindful. If you are about to eat that comfort food, if you are about to stick that chip in your mouth or that Oreo cookie in your mouth or that chocolate chip cookie in your mouth, ask yourself why. Why? Why are you doing this? Are you really hungry? Are you truly hungry? Because if you are, you could go step to the refrigerator and grab that apple or banana or you know whatever, spoonful of almond butter. What I don't know. If you are truly hungry, you do not need that Oreo. Okay, if it's because now, if you answer and you say number two, this is number two, if you answer and say, well, I'm eating this because I'm stressed, I'm unhappy, I'm tired, I'm sleepy, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm fill in the blank. Then stop and ask yourself, is this beneficial? Just because you can eat it and it's there. Is it beneficial? And then ask yourself, have I taken this issue, this stressful situation, this whatever, have I taken it to God? Have I prayed about this? And that brings us to number three. Pray. Turn to God. Let him know what's going on. Tell him how you're feeling. Ask for the strength that you need that only Holy Spirit can provide. Just pray, okay? So number one, be mindful. Number two, ask yourself, is this beneficial? And can I take this to God? And number three, pray. Right now, I want to pray for those who are struggling. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the women that have made it to the end of this podcast, Lord. I know sometimes it gets confusing for some but Lord, I just pray that you work through the words that you've given me and work in the hearts of the women that are listening to this podcast, dear Lord. I pray for those that are struggling, that are going through stressful times, dear Lord. I pray that they will reach to you for their comfort instead of these comfort foods, these man-made foods, dear Lord. 
Dear Lord, food is a temporary fix, but you are you are our eternal fix, dear Lord. Dear Lord, be with those that need you right now. Cover them with your peace and your love and your mercy. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this day. Thank you for the women that you've sent my way. In Jesus' most holy name I pray. Amen. All right. Y'all have a wonderful day, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Real quick before you go, if this podcast has blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is to head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show and leave me a written review. Can't wait to hear from y'all.